could start over, we could start over, we could start over.
so long to shame Walk through the sorrow Out of the fire Into tomorrow So flush the pills Face the fear Feel the weight disappear We're coming clean We're born again I hope for lungs can breathe again Oh, we can breathe again Step into a
Good to see you. Good to see you. Make your way in if you can uh, hear my voice and you're out in the lobby, come on in. This is the place to be this morning and so thank you for choosing to worship with us here at Trinity Bible Church. We, um, we have a lot in store this morning uh, and it's all about worshiping God and so we're going to worship the Lord Jesus in many ways together this morning. We're going to do that through song in just a minute. We love to worship God through music here at Trinity, so we'll have that opportunity in just a moment. Uh, Of course, we're going to worship God through opening His Word together. We will get to hear an update from one of our missionary partners, Liz Baker, about what's going on on the ground in Ukraine, where she served for many years. Um, And uh, we will worship God through prayer and worship God through fellowship. And so that's what it's all about. We come on a Sunday morning. Uh, We do so in celebration of the risen Savior who rose on the third day. And so we gather on uh, on a Sunday morning to do that, to celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is alive and alive and well in our hearts today. Amen? And so that's why we gather. Um, And, you know, just as a reminder, as I open the Word of God and give us a call to worship from the Psalms, The Word of God is completely trustworthy. The Word of God will um, live on in eternity with God Himself. And so when all else around us may seem like it is in chaos or falling apart, the Word of God tells us that things are falling into place because God is in control. He reveals Himself to us in His Word, and that's why we need to turn to it often. And uh, more often than we probably do, because his word, uh, as it attests to itself, never fails. And so this is what the word of God says for us this morning. This is Psalm 138. Allow this to be, this Psalm 138, let it be our call to worship this morning. To worship together, um, however it is that we will worship the Lord and Even in the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ to worship him, uh, let these words uh, be our call to bring our offering of praise to him. This is Psalm 138. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. 
All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. And though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word, your word which endures forever. Your word is faithful. And your word, the living word, the word among us, Jesus Christ, is the word and the name that we want to honor this morning. So, Father, may the name of Jesus Christ be lifted high. And as we worship you now, Father, through song, may the words that we sing as we open our mouths and join our hearts together, may these words and the truth therein sink deep into our hearts. And may the music stir our soul. May the music draw us together and closer to you. For Father God, you are worthy of all praise and all honor and glory. Father, this is for you. We have come to bless you this morning, and we do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, can we stand together and worship the Lord? Were you blessed by worship this morning? Was that not great? So let me share something, because what we're going to do is we're going to pray. We're going to pray some more. Um, perhaps we'll have a time of worship at the end. Um, this is something to pray for, and it, it so, it's going to sound really strange. Um, but every week, we have technical issues. And it's of no fault of our AV staff who work tirelessly. They get here super early to put it together. Um, and I'm not going to exaggerate this, and I, I trust that you believe me, but we have an adversary, and the Bible calls him Satan, who wants nothing more than to disrupt the worship of God. Would you agree with me? And so we use technology because uh, it's a great tool. We have a live stream that's going now. We prepared worship like we usually do. And everything works right before all of you get here. So I blame all of you, actually, is what it is. And so before all of you get here, uh, we pray, we prepare, uh, we have everything ready, and then and I know it sounds exaggerated, but as soon as the service begins, things begin to go awry. And I don't believe in coincidences. 
and I believe the Lord desires his worship, but we also know that we have an enemy who wants to interfere. And so just now what happened was our um, Spotify that we used to play our worship music just crashed, and it was working perfectly about two minutes ago. Did you say it's working now or no? It's working now? Great, and so I believe that the Lord just wanted you to hear a little bit more from me, and uh, that's always a good thing, so praise God. Praise God. Yeah, that's right. No comments, comments please, no comments. So what I'm going to do, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray again. Because God is good and God is faithful, and he says to pray without ceasing, doesn't he? And so, but yet the words that I just spoke are still true, that we have an enemy who wants to interrupt however he can God's worship. And so uh, besides issues with technology, we know, the last thing I'll say is this, we can gather in this space, have no heat, no lights, no technology, no microphone, and still worship God. Can we not? We can worship God no matter what. But we thank God for the heat and the lights and the technology and the microphone. When they work, we praise God for them. And so I'm going to pray right now, and uh, Lord willing, we will have music again to lift our souls and words that we'll see up on the screen that we can bless God by singing. So let's once again take two. We will pray. Father God, our time together is in your hands, and Lord, we put together a, um, an order of service. We pray about and work hard to bring all these different elements together because, God, we want to bring our focus and attention on you, and we try to do these things, Lord, to, to eliminate any obstacles, but yet sometimes they create just that, obstacles and interruptions to worship. But God, no matter what, you will be worshiped and you will be honored and glorified. And so, Father, would you have your way with us now? God, we offer up this time to you. We lay down all of our plans. We lay them down at your feet. But, Father God, have your way with us. Bring glory to yourself. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, let's stand. Let's stand and worship him. became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness he humbled himself and carried the cross love so
Count it joy in every battle. Why? Because that's where the Lord will be. Amen? Take a moment to say good morning to somebody next to you. Maybe somebody that you haven't met yet. Say good morning. If you can find your way back to your seats, we're going to get started. I just have a few uh, quick uh, announcements in church life before I introduce um, and welcome back, actually, Liz Baker. So uh, you can go ahead and take your seat. And of course, our uh, children made their way down the hall. We love the fact that we have a, a ministry where we can, uh, we can minister to the children, children of all ages down the hall. We have teachers that are committed to teach them the Word of God so they get to have their own time of worship through song and, of course, opening the Word together. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of reminded once in a while they also get to have snacks. And so if, I guess if you want to bring snacks, have snacks. And it's kind of just like what the kids do, right? That's all good. Uh, but before I, I bring up uh, Liz Baker, many of you know her. And she'll give you, of course, a, just a brief background on herself and um, and what uh, her and her husband Jim are doing and the ministry they're with. And uh, she'll, of course, share her heart about what's going on in Ukraine. 
Um, but before I do that, I just wanted to bring us up to date on a few things in church life. And so uh, just the first thing to be reminded of, let's see, we good? All right, so you might, well, there we go, perfect. And so uh, just a few quick reminders. So we have our Dig Deeper, that's our Sunday morning study, and that happens at 9.30 every Sunday morning, 9.30 to 10.15. And so make sure you uh, join us for that. We had a, uh, we've been having some good crowds for that, so make sure that you come out and see what it's all about. But that's on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10.15 down the hall in Classroom A. We, of course, have our Tuesday evening uh, community group. And if you like more information, you can see Mark and Paula Bullock. They're not here today, but you can always contact them and ask them about coming out to the Tuesday night group. Uh, that's our uh, community group that meets here. Tuesday morning is our men's and women's Bible studies. It's 6.30 a.m. for men and then 9.30 for the ladies. We're going through the, the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke. And so consider that as another opportunity to learn as we like to talk about learning and growing and serving here at Trinity. That's how we pursue being disciples. We need to continue to learn. So it's another opportunity to open the Word of God together. Uh, of course, we're going to be continuing to pray for Ukraine. Uh, remember that you can go to our website, trinityallenwood.com, and right on the banner on the top, you can click on that, and you can sign up for an hour time where during the week, at that hour every day, that you are committing to pray. Uh, we don't know your names, can't see your names there, but that's between you and the Lord, but it's a good way to make a commitment and a reminder to pray for a certain block of time every day that we are praying for what is happening uh, in that part of the world. We'll hear more about that in just a moment. Uh, and another thing related uh, to Ukraine, so Cheryl Lovelace, um, one of our, our, um, our members here, she, um, she does yoga, uh, Christian yoga, and so we had an event here a couple of years ago, and so God put it on her heart to host another event here, so that's coming up uh, soon on March um, 31st, am I right? And so that is a Thursday night, and so all donations uh, this is a women's only event, ladies, but all donations uh, will go to help uh, relief in Ukraine. Okay, so it's a special event, so a ladies only event, but you can sign up for that. Go to her website. There was an email that was sent out. If you have questions, you can ask myself or her after service. But another good opportunity to get together to raise support uh, and uh, for the women to get together and encourage each other as they pray and support the efforts uh, in Ukraine to help people in Ukraine. I also have been mentioning our discipleship pathway. This is that new initiative for the spring. It will be happening uh, next month, right around Easter time. And uh, this is that uh, initiative that will help bring us all together using this great tool, this platform, to make sure that we are all following the way of Jesus. And as disciples, we are on a journey, and we have a path that is set before us in the Scriptures. Jesus teaches it, Paul teaches it, Peter teaches it, the writers of the New Testament show us how we are to follow Jesus. And so this initiative, which will be rolling out in April, will be comprehensive for the church. It helps us to learn and grow and serve and stay on the path together. There will be print materials and study guides. There will be um, opportunities on our website, pages uh, dedicated to uh, learning about the discipleship pathway, all of the steps that are involved, and how we go about spending the rest of our lives being disciples and to follow that path. So I wrote a blog about it. It's on our website. You can go there and just check it out. It's the latest blog that I have there that gives you a little bit more detail and information. 
and uh, you'll be hearing more about that in the weeks to come. Uh, we also have, I mentioned this the last couple of weeks, April 2nd. That's a Saturday morning. I believe it's at 11 a.m. Am I right? 11 a.m. An Easter egg hunt for our kids. And so um, uh, we want you to be able to sign up for that and have the kids come on out. And of course, what we do is we take the opportunity to get our kids together and some kids from the neighborhood uh, to, and friends and, and you know friends of theirs from school and their neighborhoods to come together and to hear about Jesus. And as they do their hunt and play the games, what happens is we take this opportunity to tell them about the risen Savior and what it means that Jesus rose from the grave and what do we focus on on Easter, on Resurrection Sunday. And so if you have kids or grandkids that would love to participate, go ahead and find out more information on our website and sign up for that. That is at 11 a.m. on Saturday, April 2nd. Um, and then uh, a couple more things. So this is something that I alluded to. I mentioned it briefly last week. But on April 23rd, uh, that's a Saturday, there's going to be a conference here. And it's part of the Free Grace Alliance. It's an organization that I got connected with, met some people uh, back in October uh, at an uh, annual conference, their international conference down in Houston. And so three of the speakers are going to come for that Saturday and teach on grace and discipleship. And so this is actually going to be a part of our launch of the Discipleship um, Initiative, Discipleship Pathway Initiative. And so this is something that it's only $10 for the whole day, and it includes a breakfast and a lunch, and it's a day of teaching, of Bible teaching. Uh, these, uh, these men are experts. They are authors and pastors and teachers and seminary professors and Dr. Charlie Bing, I have a bunch of his books, and he'll be coming to speak as well. Grant Hawley is the, the leader of the mission, and Scott Pollock is a pastor of a large church that hosted the annual conference there in, in Houston, and um, get to hear from him, and then he'll also preach this Sunday, the day after that. So this is an opportunity to spend the day here at Trinity learning and growing and hearing from uh, Bible teachers other than myself, which is good to do, of course, and uh, to teaching all about the importance of being a disciple, making disciples, and what does discipleship have, discipleship have to do with us, grace and discipleship, because this whole ministry that they run is based on um, focusing on the grace of God. And so that is a conference. You'll see more about that and where to sign up, but registration will be open soon for that. But I'd love for you to mark your calendars and save the date, Saturday, April 23rd from 9 to 4. You can sign up for that as well. And then, of course, um, we have our sermon series, uh, First and Peter, Following Jesus in a Hostile World. And we'll be talking uh, about that a little bit later. And, of course, the coming weeks and such an appropriate message. But I also wanted to mention as well something that we've been talking about last announcement before I bring um, Liz up is that um, on the 27th of this month, right after service, March 27th, we're going to have a prayer march, a great way to, to end our month of March, and that's being put on by our missions team. And so after service, we're going to meet in the, the center of Lakewood, and we are simply going to pray. We're going to pray together, and then we're going to go out in groups of two or three or four and walk around the city center of Lakewood praying, praying for the people there of Lakewood, praying for our country, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, praying for the people of Ukraine, and then asking people along the way if they would like prayer. 
You know, it might sound a little awkward to some of you, way out of your comfort zone, but that's the kind of thing that you want to do. If you're sitting there thinking, wow, I would never do that, I encourage you, take that step of faith and sign up because you simply go and pray. You don't even have to pray out loud, but you can walk around and pray with groups and ask people. Just say, hey, I'm from a local church and we're praying for your city here. How can we pray for you? As simple as that. You never know the kind of doors that God is going to open. Amen? So that's on March 27th. That's in two weeks. And uh, we want to make a note of that as well. So uh, what I'd like to do now is invite Liz. Come on up, Liz. And many of you know um, Liz Baker, and she's going to give you a little bit more of a background. But um, I am always encouraged to be reminded that uh, we were the sending church for her and, uh, and for her husband, Jim. And they spent many years in Ukraine, in Kiev, and uh, she'll share a bit about that. And of course, what God is doing there in Ukraine now. And so thanks for joining us. Thank you for your heart for the Lord and for the people of Ukraine. And please just take as much time as you would like as the Spirit leads you, okay? All right, sister, thank you so much. All right, let's welcome Liz today. I'm going to take off my fatigues and show you our Ukrainian colors. This is um, national garb from Ukraine. You might know the flag is blue, blue sky over yellow, golden grain. That's what the flag stands for. The red and black that I'm wearing, believe it or not, the black in Ukraine stands for life. Why would that be? Because they have the richest, deepest topsoil in the world. Two feet of black soil. Everything grows up from the soil and brings forth life. So black represents life, the soil. Nearly 30 years ago, we sat right where I was just today for a, a missions conference. It was 1993, it'll be, it'll be 30 years this fall, where a missionary from Brooklyn came down and shared about his ministry with Russian Jews who were fleeing the former Soviet Union when the Soviet Union broke apart in 1991. Let me give you a little bit of history. 1991, Ukraine received its independence from the former Soviet Union. 1993, we started raising support and being sent out from this body. We were commissioned in December of 1994, and we landed on the ground in January in the ice storm of 1995. The country was in the midst of a horrible economic depression. It made our Great Depression look like a walk in the park. Everything was closed down. Grammys on the street selling anything they could from their house just to buy bread. It, it was unbelievable. It's really hard to explain just what the desperate conditions were. But you know what? There was something that the Ukrainian people have always held in their hearts, and that is just the hope of freedom and the hope of self-expression and determination, the hope of being able to worship 
being able to speak freely, being able to raise your children in a way that you are to raise your children. So they are always, we are just immediately struck by the incredible hope and resilience and the cultural beauty of these Eastern Europeans that we knew very little about. For our first two years on the ground, we went as learners. Okay? We, we, we have the gospel, but we went as learners. We wanted to learn about you. What are your questions? Who are you? Let's get to know one another. Um, so God gave us many incredible opportunities right away within our first weeks on the ground. We were invited to state universities, colleges, institutes, because they all, like no one had, had ever met a native English speaker in their lives. Very few people because of the closed um, communist three generations of communism, okay? So it was a very closed society. We come in as foreigners and we're like welcomed with open arms. And so we just build all these amazing friendships in universities, colleges, schools. And these young people at the time that the Lord gave us an opportunity to get to know were in their late teens and early 20s. We were so well aware that this was a window of opportunity. The, the Cold War had come to an end. The Iron Curtain had come down. The Berlin Wall had come down. And there was new opportunity and new openness. And these young people were, people, the fruit was hanging off the trees. It was low-lying fruit. I can't even hardly describe this to you. All that persecution, all that oppression, created such a hunger in people's hearts and minds. There's must be much more than this. And so the Lord gave us these opportunities. We've been praying for people of peace. Lord, put these people in our paths and, and put us in their path. And, and he was so good to do that. So building these relationships and the fruit was just, was just dangling. We could pick the fruit. We also spread the seed of the gospel. In this incredible window opportunity, there was such openness. We're going into the mid-90s now, into the 90s. So evangelism and discipleship was always our focus. Um, so sowing the seed of the word, watering the seed of the word, you know, just so generously, we just kept sowing and sowing and sowing, and we saw the fruit of the seed of the word of truth. The DNA is in the seed, right? It's in there. You put it in this black soil, give it a little bit of water, a little bit of sunshine. A harvest grew up and we repped the harvest, reaped the harvest, repped it, reaped it. But God gives the growth, doesn't he? Amen. Jesus gives the growth. We're called to faithfully serve, we're called to sow, we're called to water, we're called to teach, we're called to encourage, we're called to endure. God gives the growth. Thanks be to God. Ukraine is a spiritual center. 
believe it or not, for Orthodoxy, um, for Baptists, for Evangelicals, for Charismatics, Pentecostals, Seventh-day Adventists. I could go on and on. The Church of Jesus Christ in Ukraine is strong. It is going through the fires and the waters that we sang about. Right now, it has grown. Ukraine has been, up until this war, has been the largest sending country of missionaries in Europe. Okay, hold on a minute. Let's stop there a sec. You sent us there 30 years ago. The gospel was, it was closed to the gospel. It was closed to the distribution of Bibles. It was closed to openly worship and evangelism. That was 30 years ago, folks. It's been the largest sending country of Europe, of missionaries. All over Russia, all over Central Asia, all over Europe, North America, Canada, Latin America. They went. <laughs> like, God brought people to us. We got to go to them. Our family's bleeding out, though, folks. Our brothers and sisters in Jesus, they are under incredible, incredible pressure right now. When one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. When one part of the body rejoices, we all rejoice. And when we saw people come to faith and trust in Jesus and lead their brothers and sisters, their cousins, their nephews, their nieces, their grandparents, they didn't keep it to themselves. Shared it. Grew the faith, grew the church. Sent missionaries. Started Bible schools. Started orphanages. It was another thing that we, we came upon in our many years there was, what are the needs? What are, what are ways that we can... Um, just come alongside Ukraine in ways that they might have blind spots. We all have blind spots, okay? And we all need others in our lives to point those blind spots out to us with grace and love, of course. Um, we saw that one of the issues that uh, Ukrainian families were having was there was a real stigmatization toward um, adoption. <sighs> You know, someone's got a kid, they got an issue, a disability, non-wanted, whatever, like the orphanage will leave them in there, the state will raise them, wash their hands clean, like get on with their lives. There are many, many orphanages throughout all of Ukraine. In every city in Ukraine, there are multiple orphanages. If every Christian family adopted one child in Ukraine, there would be, it'd close all the orphanages down. So we, a lot of prayer, a lot of research went into this, and we just shared this with the church and started teaching. You guys are going to be doing some discipleship. This was a part of our discipleship. Like, look at, look at where we're at. Look at these children. They need families. Do you know that at our small fellowship, we, we did start a church by the grace of God called Theophania. Um, it was a fellowship of about 20 units, families, singles, um, 20 units altogether, roughly. Do you know that five of those adopted children right from the hospital that were abandoned. Our pastor and his wife 
went and adopted twin girls who were abandoned and left at the hospital with special needs. They already had four of their own girls in a two-bedroom apartment. Young families, young married started adopting. We know one couple adopted three siblings. This has been all over the past, in the course of the past 10 years, I'm, I'm kind of moving through our time, but um, my point of sharing this with you is now that, do you know that by the grace of God, all these families have gotten out of Ukraine. Three weeks from tomorrow, the bomb started. For the first two weeks of this conflict, of this war, of this aggression, I was in touch with dozens of people on my phone all day long over many cities throughout the whole country. Many of them were still down in bomb shelters in the basements. Many of them had a few days worth of food. They would try to get out in the daytime to try to go find some medical supplies or get some water. So I followed dozens of people. My husband's on his computer doing the same thing. I'm on my phone. Thank God for two years of language study because I can type. I can text in Russian. <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, but all that to say, like, when you're communicating with your brothers and sisters and they're in a bomb shelter with Russian, you know, like 40 kilometers of tanks outside your capital city, I mean, like, guys, just imagine for a moment. Yes, you know the Lord. You know he's your shepherd. You've studied his word. You've worshipped. You... But this is like Russia, and there are bombs, and they're just coming from all sides. And, and of course, there is hope, and there is perseverance and endurance, but, but we're human. And so I found myself in this place like, I have words of life and encouragement, but how do you even express that from the safety of my home in the United States to a literal bomb shelter? With kids, you guys, babies. And so what do you, what do, you do? You, all that you can do, you give them the words of life. You share scripture. I would look to see if, you know, like with WhatsApp, any of you on WhatsApp? Okay, you know, when you get the, when you send, right, there's the one little green <laughs> check, and then, the, then when they receive it, there's the second green check. I was just like, Lord, let, let that second green check come up, because that means they received it, that means they can push a button, that means they're alive. Um, our pastor from this church, Fiofania, six girls. Two of them are not with them, but I mean, they still have four in the nest, but um, they left with another pastor and their family in a bus. You know what, they had two flat tires trying to just evacuate. <laughs> it's like, Lord, really? Flat tires? One of my dearest friends, Alessa, came to faith. I did Bible studies in, in dormitories for university students for years on Friday nights. And Alessa would bring all of her friends from her hall, and we would sit down and study the Bible on Friday nights. I'm like, girls, you really have nothing better to do than to come listen to my broken Russian and study the Bible on a Friday night? Like, I am so honored, like, you know? But God honored all those times because Alessa is, is a, a woman of faith. 
of faith. She just got out with her sister, her cousins, her husband. They brought other people out of Kiev and helped them evacuate. Well, this woman, the other, when she's down in the bomb shelter, before they were able to evacuate, she said, Liz, um, God just doesn't seem close right now. We're really scared. I'm feeling the mental anguish. We've been in a bunker now for seven nights, like I'm starting to lose it. I said, honey, that's why you put me in your life, because I'm here to tell you he is with you. Who is that in your life? Why anyone would want to do life without Jesus, I don't know. But we're here to remind them that they don't have to do life without Jesus. And even when you know Jesus, you know, circumstances can just completely overwhelm us. And we need one another to remind us and to know that he's in the fire with you. He's in the waters with you. And I'm here and I'm going to testify to that. I can't tell you over and over again, this is not about it, but just like Liz, I get responses, Liz, your love, your words, your spiritual truth, like they are literal words of life. The word is life-giving. It is alive and active, and it gives life. We have an adversary who wants nothing to do but to destroy and to kill and deceive and to lie. He has no original ideas. Have you ever noticed that? Not one single original idea. He can't create. He can only turn truth around and make it into a falsehood. Think about that. We do not wage war against flesh and blood. There are principalities at work. There have been demons of murder, confusion, lies, terror have been unleashed. And so we need to pray against those. We need to pray that God would confound the plans of the enemy. And he has, and he is, and he is doing, and he will. We have heard messages from the front line, from soldiers that have to protect their country. Men cannot leave the country, okay? From 18 years old to 60 years old, you cannot leave the country. It is mandatory that you stay and serve and defend. Everybody leaving the country are women and children and people with disabilities and elderly, all the most vulnerable, two million of them so far, in the winter, coming out of weeks in the bomb shelter, if, if that's where they've even been. But my point is, we don't wage war with the flesh and blood. God is greater, and he has already won the victory. And we need to keep our eyes on him. He's our commander-in-chief, our protector. One of, some of the reports I'll just say to encourage you is that um, some of these young soldiers have said things like, the, mi- the bullets seem to whiz by our heads, the missiles seem to be coming in one direction, and they just went off this way. We're able to see at night. They don't have night vision. 
I mean, they, they are a very ill-equipped army at this point. <laughs> but they're like, we're out at night and we seem to see in the dark. Our enemies don't seem to see us. We seem to be like shadows passing by. What does this sound like, you guys? The book of Acts, doesn't it? We don't fight with flesh and blood. There are principalities at work. And we've been given the commands to pray. We've been given the examples to pray. Um, we have the love in our hearts to pray. And we have to pray for our enemies too, guys. We're commanded that as well. We, we can't get out of that one. Oh, no. Um, I feel so much for the Russian people. They're being so deceived, guys. If, if you even mention the word war right now in Russia, war, 15 years of prison. You can only refer to what's happening in Ukraine as the conflict. These are rules, these are laws that were just passed last week. Um, in that sowing of the word and the generous sowing of the word, it has been scattered across the land of Russia. I, I am telling you, we know, we know the people. The word has gone out. Pray that the Lord of the harvest, that these seeds that have been sown, would be watered and nurtured and tended because right now suffering is, I hate to suffering is the ground in which so much good stuff comes from. So much hard stuff, organic, real faith comes from. Look in the scriptures, look in, I mean, we, we've got a Bible packed with how God comes through I don't know where this is going to all end up, guys. I really don't. But I do know that in these 30 years, in this window of opportunity, that we almost said it so many times, I thought, like, okay, we're, we're, just, it's, we're just, like, convincing ourselves of this right now, you know? Like, this is a window of opportunity. But I'll tell you what, the closer the Russian forces get in, and if they take over, it's going to get closed down. So that window, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a prophetess, but I, I just see it like really coming down. But God has accomplished so much in that time. And what is happening with the church now in flight? Guess what? Guess what's also in flight? The seeds of the gospel. Have you heard about the Ukrainian grandmother? in the very beginning of the war, down in, um, oh my gosh, Ukrainian grandmothers are, are my heroes. She goes right, a Russian soldier in her village, this is the first few days of the war. She comes right up to him, she's like, what, he's in his full gear, right? She's like, what are you doing here? You're occupants, you don't belong here, go back to Russia to your home, we're okay here, we don't need you here, we're good. It's like, get away from me, lady, I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, no, really, like, you know, we're good. Like, you guys can go home now. It's okay, get out of here. We really don't want you here, you know? It's like, I really don't want to talk to you, lady. And he's trying to, like, you know, not be rude, but then also he's a soldier, right? 
So she has siamichki are seeds, sunflowers. You saw them on one of the paintings up there. The sunflower is like the symbol of Ukraine. The fields are full of them, yellow, bright golden sunflowers. And they eat them, right? Like as kind of like some people smoke, some people chew, <laughs> they eat sunflowers. So um, <laughs> this grandmother says to the soldier, here, put these little sunflower seeds in your pocket. So when you die on Ukrainian soil, sunflowers will grow up. The seed takes root, guys. We gotta sow it generously and water it. God gives the growth, he gets the glory. And what is going with the church throughout Europe, they're coming to North America. Ukrainians are gonna just go all over the place, but the gospel goes with them. Because when persecution comes, the gospel goes. And I believe in God's wisdom somehow that he's gonna use this absolute horrific crisis for his glory and for the furtherance of the gospel. It's too, it's too much for me to, to even comprehend, but that's, that's my faith in what God is doing and in the stories that we hear of his faithfulness amongst his people. Um, so please, please um, pray with us. Pray for people, pray for the church, pray for the furtherance of the gospel. I'll just leave you with this image. Um, the Lord seems to give my husband, Jim, some really beautiful images when he's in prayer. Doesn't seem to work with me, but it, it works pretty well with him at times. And as he was praying about this aggression, he just saw this great big black boot coming down on Ukraine to stomp out some embers of fire that were burning. What happens? The sparks, pshaw, the boot comes down, the sparks fly, and they catch all around. May this be so. Church, pray. It's a wonderful time to be the church. So let's be the church, and let's pray for Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Putting the fatigues on. This is our best equipment. Amen. Stay up here. We just um, <laughs> thank her again. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to ask Bruce and Betsy if you would come up, and Claudia, I'm just going to ask if the ladies would pray over her and then of course you guys just pray along with us we want to pray that the lord continues to protect her and encourage her uh, and bless her heart and as she continues to minister um, to her friends and family that she knows personally on the ground in ukraine that the lord would use liz uh, and jim uh, to remind them that they have brothers and sisters around the world even here on the east coast of the united states mm -hmm. that know about them and are praying for them Betsy, if you would pray, and then Claudia, if you would please pray for Liz. Oh, oh dear Father, just thank you so much for bringing Liz here. Thank you for the experiences that you've given Liz and Jim. Um, 
case in Ukraine. He said a part that they played in it. Bringing children to you. Mm. And Lord, we just, we just echo Liz's heart that these sparks of fire spread and grow and flourish, mm. Lord, and that mm. you be glorified and mm. your truth um, just, just challenge the world. Mm. Help it's us true. to be ambassadors. Help us to be witnesses. Give us a bolder faith, more trust. Mm. Thank you for uh, what they're doing, what you're doing. Thank Lord. you, Jesus. Give them strength. Give them strength to give them endurance. Give them, don't take their hope away, Lord. Mm. Continue mm. to strengthen their faith. Mm. May your power mm. be, you be glorified and your evident. Mm. Lord. Yes, God. Jesus. Lord God, we come to you, Father, because we have nowhere else Amen. to go. Amen. Father, we come Amen. before your throne of grace Amen. with boldness. Amen. Father, in a time of need for our brothers and sisters Amen. in Ukraine, we bring our Amen. sister Liz and Jim and all those that have um, just such a, a a depth of relationship in Ukraine that they have so many brothers and sisters that they personally know and love and God, their hearts are shattering with them, God. So Father, we just ask for your mercy. We ask, Father, for peace that surpasses understanding in the lives of all those in harm's way. Father, we ask that you would, um, that you would just remind us, God, that you are faithful, even in the midst of, of all of this that we cannot understand, God. Mm. Mm. Father, help us to just grow deeper in mm. our faith. Mm. Help us, mm. Father, as a church, that we would mm. just commit to pray like we've never mm. prayed before, mm. God. Give us, God, give us deeper faith in you, God, to trust you through. And Father, we do just lift up today we ask, Lord, for those who are losing hope today, right now, God, would you just please, God, please, God, be the lifter of their heads, God, that their eyes would be fixed on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, God. What a beautiful name it is. You would all stand. You've probably been learning about how Russia, I had no idea, produces so much of the world's food and wheat supply. And you know what? What I'm reminded of this morning is that even if that is cut off and people fear famine, that um, they won't be able to have all those food supplies, the more important seed, the more important food that we've learned about this morning that is planted in Russia, in that area of the world, that will always grow forth, and there will never be a famine from the Word of God. And so thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing about how people have gone out. Can you imagine Ukraine sending the most missionaries around the world? We praise God for that. Psalm 33, and I'll close this in prayer. It reminds us this. 
For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice, and the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap, and he puts the deeps in storehouses. He goes on to say, The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. For the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. And blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. What a powerful psalm reminds us that no matter what is happening and raging around the world, the nations and their leaders, God is ultimately in charge. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, thank you for a powerful time together from remembering from your word, Lord, and the songs we were singing, and of course from the heart of Liz, Lord God, would you continue to just put it on our hearts to pray. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for brothers and sisters to continue to have the courage, especially those who have stayed behind, Father God, for all those wonderful grandmas, continue to give them strength and words of wisdom, planting those seeds. God, have your way. Would you please intervene, God, in a supernatural way, the only way that you can, Father. But Lord, again, move in us, show in us, Lord, how we can pray and support and help. But Lord, most importantly, Father, we are encouraged, Lord, to know and be reminded that the good news of the gospel that seed was planted there those seeds planted 30 years ago father god they are staying strong and growing and being fruitful may that continue to be so and we pray lord god in the powerful name of jesus amen and amen amen hallelujah take some time uh, if you can to say to say uh, words of encouragement to our sister liz thank you for joining us have you gone too far to find the middle ground? Did they raise you so high just to pull you back down? Have you been so lost you could never be found? Cause I've been real, I've been fake. Been a sinner, I've been a saint. I've been right, I've been so, so wrong. Yeah, I've made my mistakes. I don't know what it's like to be you You don't know what it's like to be me What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways Can you, can you relate? We both know what it's like to be hurt We both know what it's like to feel pain But I think it's When you should have been loved Has there ever been a time When you stay but you should have run Cause I've been real, I've been fake Been a sinner, been a saint I've been right, I've been so, so wrong Yeah, I've made my mistakes Now I don't know what it's like to be You don't know to be me what if we're all the 
Grace rescue 